Here's the way, what I've learned in metaphysics is the way that your mind works. Your subconscious mind is the order taker. So whatever you tell it, it's going to carry it out. It can't decipher what you want and what you don't want. If you say to yourself, I'm always going to be single, I'm never going to make a lot of money. It takes that as your wish. So every time you think a thought, every time you speak something out loud, you are giving your subconscious mind, the order taker, a wish. It doesn't understand if that's what you, what you want or what you don't want. You know, people that go, I'm broke, they're always, they always seem to stay broke because they keep feeding that to their subconscious mind. Most people don't understand this at all. So with my clients, every everybody that I haven't met one person yet that doesn't have some negative, self-limiting, self-sabotaging, you know, doubtful beliefs about themselves. So there are tools that we work with that are in place that you can change your beliefs and you can change the neural pathways in your brain to accept this. It doesn't have any, uh, any other choice except to accept it if you do it repetitively. I've said, you know, the key to success is action, intention, and consistency. Very simple, not that easy to do, but it's simple. Those are the three things, consistency, action, and intention. The first and best victory is to conquer self. Welcome to the Conqueror Approach, a journey of self-mastery. To cultivate our mind, body, spirit, financial literacy, and allow our light to shine upon the world. Brought to you by me, your host, U.S. Navy submarine veteran and entrepreneur, Musa Mikkel. Let's conquer. Welcome back to The Conqueror Approach. I appreciate you for tuning in. Today, I have Tina Marks. She is a certified peak performance coach. She's also an author and an ordained metaphysical minister. Tina Marks has a master's degree in metaphysical counseling and has also received her second year of science of mind certification. Tina has been studying and practicing the teachings of metaphysics, spirituality, and Eastern philosophies ardently for the past 22 years. She's the host of the Transparent with Tina podcast. Check her out on Instagram and her podcast, Transparent with Tina. Amazing content. Thank you, Tina, for being on my show today. Oh, my pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. And it's a great honor for me because I just see how you're such a powerful force in the field of coaching and just so inspirational to so many people. And a lot of that is just by your leadership, by your transparency, by your organic and rawness with people. And, and that really does play a big role in how people feel and, and, and see you because a lot of people are dealing with a lot of issues and obstacles and, and so many things and they they might be too afraid to say it. And then when they see a leader like you really take it uh, head on and, and just not only just take it head on, but really discuss ways to really get through it really helps a lot of people. Before we get into that, though, I want to just give people more background on you because you have some incredible accomplishments and uh, incredible obstacles that you've overcame. And, and that's a lot about what the podcast is about, is overcoming those obstacles and, and our journeys to just becoming better. And if you don't mind sharing a little bit about who you are and some of those major things that led to where you are now. Okay, so I don't know how far back you want me to go. Um, but um, like I realized from a very young age um, that I wanted to help people 
And that came from my pain. Okay. So I write about it in my first book. My first book is called The Domino Effect, Fear Versus Faith. And um, by the way, it took me eight years to write that book. Uh, but I, because I, I thought I was really journaling. I'd gotten in the habit of journaling. The first, um, I would say, first part of my life, I was, I was in fear. So, I mean, I had my father was a scary guy. And so nothing was ever good enough. I mean, we all we're all challenged with that unworthiness to a certain degree, but mine was like really magnified. And um, what's really interesting, uh, I'm going to interject this because this just happened last week. Um, I was very talented um, at a very young age um, playing tennis. I, I grew up with a tennis racket in my hand. And um, my father really wanted me to be a number one player. And all he had to hear was I was being trained by two coaches. One of them was... Dennis Ralston, who was Chrissy Everett's coach. And he said, you know, she could be a number one champion. You know, she hits like a man, she's quick, she's got the form. And so, you know, it was something that I was forced to do. I mean, I, I like, I was forced into like piano and dancing and track and tennis. I mean, it's like a lot of overload, right? And it was, wouldn't it, you know, I wonder looking back how I would have looked at tennis at this, at this point in my life, but because there was so much pressure on me to excel because this is something he wanted, not necessarily my passion. You know, of course, every, every child wants to, to please their parent. Um, uh, but even if I'd win the tournament, he'd say, what did you do wrong in the second set? So it's like, you know, it was just, I'm just giving an example of everyday occurrences. Like no matter what I did, I'd win the track meet. Well, why did you do this? Why did you know? And what, what's the message there? The message is I can't do anything right. There's something wrong with me, right? Even when I win, there's something wrong with me. So most of my life I, I was living, you know, and he was, a, he was a scary guy too. You know, he, he was a rageaholic. I mean, I'm not gonna say he beat me black and blue. He didn't, it was more the emotional of what he did to me and just not feeling good enough. So I went through most of my life like that. And I think that, I, well, I don't think, I know now which is how I found my purpose. Because I, if there was any way that I was going to help people not feel that way, no matter what your circumstances are, no matter what people tell you, I was going to, you know, I was going to do that. And so, you know, back then there wasn't life coaching. There was um, psychology. And because I didn't go to college, I went to one year. Um, I was like, well, I'm not going for six more, seven more years to do this, you know, um, because I was on like the fast track of like, going nowhere, actually. <laughs> I don't have the time to do this. And I was like in my twenties. Um, but then when life coaching came out, I'm like, you know, this is something I think I would be good at, but here was the thing. It was still all that doubt. So even though I felt like I was good at it, I was doing it, not consciously knowing it. I was coaching people all the time from when I was young because people na naturally gravitated towards me. They'd open up to me Tell me, like, I've heard, if I can tell you how many times I've heard, I can't believe I just told you that. I've never even told my wife that. I've never told anybody that, right? So that was when I started realizing it was a gift. At the same time, I felt like, how do I charge somebody for a gift? This should be for free. You know, there was that doubt. There was that, you know, and so when I first got into life coaching, um, even though I knew I could help people, I put so much pressure on myself that it actually worked the opposite instead of just kind of letting it flow, which is 
the key to success is, is being in that zone, being like, just letting that universal energy, your gifts just flow. It's like when we, you know, when we tighten up, that's where we start to have the problem. So that, that's a little bit of a background. Um, what I started really, really diving into it at 35 when I found metaphysics, I, I say found metaphysics, I started studying it because my mom was completely opposite. She was a thought leader. She was studying metaphysics back then when it was called new age, you know, she got her first and second degree of science of mind when people just thought it was wacky tobacco. And, um, you know, so I, but she, she instilled those principles in me. And so once I found those and started applying them and I'm going, wow, my life is really shifting. It was the first thing that kind of makes sense to me. Um, because I always wanted to believe, let's say in God. Okay. Uh, but I didn't have a great understanding of that. You know, it was kind of like a man up in the sky judging me again, the judging part. But when I found metaphysics, it was kind of broke it down into simple terms, cause and effect. If you don't like your, what, what you're going through, which is the effect, you got to change the cause. You got to go to the root of it. Right. So that's really when things started changing for me. And I, like I said, I, I got, I got into life coaching, but it took me, um, a long time to actually be successful at it a long time. No, I hear you. And then that is, you, you mentioned some things that a lot of people I feel go through the, the feeling that of not enough, uh, even if, if your father had the right intentions, cause he wanted to push you to become better and better and not, and, and just skip over those celebrations of the victories and, and really sitting with the positive things that you were doing and, and the wins uh, that could make someone feel a lot of times like no matter what I do, I can win a championship and it's not enough because I made it. There's still room for improvement. So it's, there's a there's a dichotomy there that I think has to be addressed uh, by a mentor or a coach and a subordinate in any field, uh, not necessarily just sports, but anything. People really need that or else they get that subconscious belief of I'm not good enough. And I, I resonate with that because me starting this podcast and, and becoming an entrepreneur, a lot of the same things like, well, who am I? Like, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? Well, who's going to listen to me or whatever these things are. And that, that was just all made up in my head. Those limitations were all made up in my head. And it just, it just proves when you get your, the mind to really believe what's possible, you start taking different actions that embody that. And it's really an identity because now with what you do if you didn't identify yourself as a powerful leader, like nobody would either. <laughs> well, it, yeah, ex exactly. And you know, um, it, it's interesting that you say, who am I to do that? Because, you know, that's, I heard that a lot from my, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? I got that when I was younger, you know? So I was like, I guess I don't think I'm anybody, but right. But uh, that was you know, when I said my first book took me eight years to write. That's why it took me eight years to write because I, I started writing the book and then I said, well, this could actually maybe turn into something and I'd be, you know, writing. And then all of a sudden that voice in my head would say, who are you to write a book? You didn't graduate college. You didn't, you don't have a degree. You're a writer. Oh yeah. You're, you know, and so I'd put it down. But then the other voice, because, you know, we're always operating from one of two mindsets, fear or faith. That's it. There's only one of two mindsets. There's not a third. There's not a fourth. So the other mindset would go, well, but I really think you have something to say. So I'd ping, pick up the pen again and the eight years evidenced which part of my mind was controlling me. It was obviously the fear part of my mind. Okay. Because when, by the time I got to my second book, 
Okay. What I learned also after the first book was setting intentions. I said, when I started writing the book, I said, this has to be out in four months and I'll be damned. It was out in four months. Okay. Cause I, I demanded this of myself. Whereas before I was like in this, you know, ocean that was like with tons of waves and I didn't know how to navigate it, you know, instead of having, I don't even want to say a plan. I mean, I, I don't even think you necessarily have to have a a step-by-step plan. And I think that's really, um, you and I were talking a little bit earlier about that, is I think that's where a lot of people don't move forward. If you don't have a step-by-step plan of how you're going to get to your goal, you just go, I'm not even going to bother. And that used to be me. And that's why I would sit there and basically tread water and, you know, exhaust myself because if I didn't know how I was going to, from A to Z, but you're not supposed to know from A to Z. You're only supposed to know from A to B and then B to C. And C to D. And that is, if that is just one nugget, a valuable nugget that I'm going to share on this show. I mean, that is one of the biggest pieces of the puzzle for me. And I, think- I love that. I love the, the fear of faith. Like, there's two options there. That's and it. it's true. If, if you're not in full surrender, full faith, you're something, some fear is, is holding you back. And, and the thing is, what you mentioned with intention I think that that is the key. Tell, like, how important is having a very clear intention? Mm-hmm. It's it's very important. And I didn't, you know, I was, you know, they say five year goal, three year, one year goal, three. I never had goals. Looking back on that, I just like was was contemplating this. I don't know this last month, and I went, I didn't have any goals because I didn't think I was gonna, I was capable of achieving them. So I like, why why, why would I set up myself for a goal if I can't? achieve them. Right. But here's the way, what I've learned in, in, in metaphysics is the way that your mind works, you know, your subconscious mind is the order taker. So whatever you tell it, it's going to carry it out. It doesn't have, it can't decipher what you want and what you don't want. Right. So if you say to yourself, um, you know, um, I'm always going to be single or, um, I'm never going to make a lot of money takes that as your wish. So every time you think a thought, every time you speak something out loud, you are giving your subconscious mind, the order taker, a wish. It doesn't understand if that's what you, what you want or what you don't want. I mean, I just said this recently, some you know, people that go, I'm broke, they're always, they always seem to stay broke because they keep feeding that to their subconscious mind. Most people don't understand this at all. You know, so with my clients, Every, everybody that I haven't met one person yet that doesn't have some negative self-limiting, uh, self-sabotaging, you know, doubtful beliefs about themselves. Okay. So, but the key is to recognize that, that they're there, but it's like physical health. I mean, you can, you can gain better health. You can gain better mental health too. So there are tools, in, you know, that, that we work with that are in place that you can change your beliefs and you can change the neural pathways in your brain to accept this. It doesn't have any, uh, any other choice except to accept it if you do it repetitively. And I've said, you know, the key to success is action, intention, and consistency. Very simple. Not that easy to do, but it's simple. Those are the three things. Consistency, action, and intention. Let's get into that a little bit more because the subconscious mind... It blows my mind how powerful it is versus our conscious mind of where we are deciphering or, or think we want something. Like even if we logically 
should want something like uh to be a certain way in a relationship or to have a lot of money yeah everyone wants money like why not Mm -hmm. uh if you're subconscious though the order taker the genie that's granting you all the wishes if that believes you're not capable or worthy to have success and wealth like it's just not gonna happen it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen and you know what i'm i'm the guinea pig everything that i talk about everything that I, when I coach my clients, I've already been through it. So it's not like, I think this is going to work because I read it somewhere. I have been on both sides. And the only difference is that I have now like done enough work, done the work that I do believe that I'm deserving. You know, I think, I think a lot of people have money blocks and, you know, whether your circumstances or, you know, you grew up with no money or money is the root of all evil, you know, and this is one thing that I go through with my clients too, when we do our business plan. Okay. So let's say they say, I want to make $500,000 this year. Money itself, that dollar amount does nothing to, you have to feel emotionally attached to something to bring your um, goal into fruition. Okay, so $500,000 doesn't do anything. It's just a number. But if you put the whys behind it, why do you want to make $500,000? Now we're getting deep. Okay, I need to pay off my credit cards. I promised I'd take my family on this vacation. I want to set up my financial future. Okay, now it starts to affect you emotionally. And that's where the behavior is going to change because it's thought, emotion, behavior. And that's huge because a lot of people do see uh, on the media, people making a lot of money, driving nice cars. Okay, I want to be a millionaire. And then you still talk to millionaires who aren't fulfilled yep. or aren't happy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a disconnect right there. What you just mentioned, the, the why wasn't clear. The why wasn't clear. And, you know, and there's two ways to look at that too, Moosey, because um, I think it's good to always be striving for more, Right. I mean, I don't, you know, you could take it apart. So you can either say people that are, have reached their goals are still not happy. So that's, that's one area. So let's discuss that first. Okay. So that's because, and I just had this conversation the other day too, in in my first book, I talk about um, the gap. Okay. And the gap is when you, when you are not fulfilling yourself, if you haven't found your purpose and are really doing your highest and best use of what you feel like you should be doing, your dreams, your goals, desires, okay? There's going to be a gap. Money's not gonna replace that. A person's not gonna replace that, okay? There's gonna feel like this hole in you. So what you're gonna have to do is you're gonna have to fill up that gap, okay? For me, it was shopping. Now, I love fashion, still do to this day, but it's not impulsive. It's not like, I don't feel good, I've gotta go shop. Now it's like, that looks good, I can afford it but it's not, it's not a calling at me anymore because I was trying to fill that gap because I was not in the flow of really what I need to be doing. Now I am doing everything that I was meant to be doing. I'm fulfilling my purpose in so many different ways. So I don't feel like any need to fill that gap. So that could be somebody that's making a lot of money, but still not satisfied because you know what? And I I, I just said this on on another podcast is that if you, if, that, if you start going down that road and you're not happy, that gap is going to be filled most of the time with destructive behaviors, shopping, drinking too much, smoking too much, eating too much, gambling, sex, whatever it is, because it, it needs to be filled. 
So you ha- if, if you understand that and you can kind of feel when that pull starts to come, whatever your trigger is to go do something destructive, start going, hmm, maybe, you know, let's get back on course. What do I, what is, what is my soul really calling me for? Because that's really what it is. Your soul, your spirit is calling you to do what you are meant to be doing on this planet, right? Mm-hmm. And, and with that, you were mentioning you are living purposefully now. And you do Perfect. feel you're living your purpose and calling. And, and just talk about that a little bit. Like, what does that feel like for you? So people can, can realize, like, if they're not living their purpose or they don't feel fulfilled, what is possible? Well, you know, I think, I think what, I think what it's really important to get out here is that even though I knew that my, it was my purpose to help people for years and years and years, I couldn't get out of my own way, not just because I didn't feel worthy, but because I didn't know where to start. Okay. And, you know, I'm an entrepreneur and my podcast is I'm always interviewing entrepreneurs because it's completely different. If you're working for a corporation or somebody else, you go in, you know what your work is. Okay. But as an entrepreneur, and you're carving your own path, it's like, okay, what do I do today? Like, where do I even start? Where's the roadmap, right? And I think that is, could be the most challenging things for, for people, like, where do I start? So my answer is, now I finally have an answer. The answer is, okay, so if you're, A, if you're trying to find your purpose and you don't know what your purpose is, just start thinking about things that you're curious about. Just curious about and, and take that one step, start watching some videos of other people that are doing that, you know, mm-hmm. and then that step will probably lead you into the next step. But I think, you know, that we really have to be honest with ourselves. I mean, there are, there are tools that I now practice that will help you get there too, which is, is my morning routine. You know, there is a book out there. I did not invent it. It's called the miracle morning. And it offers, you know, mm-hmm. basically what you do is you get an alignment with yourself so you can have the best and most productive day. And this also is a way for you to find your purpose, to get into action, you know? So it's, it, the acronym is SAVERS. It's a scripting, which is journaling. Um, a is for affirmations. V is for visualization. E is for exercise. R is for reading. And S is for silence, which is meditation. And I find that when I... I'm implementing that on a daily basis, you know, as challenging as certain days can be, I can like ward it off like a warrior. And if I don't, it's like, I'm, I'm like a blank slate and and I'm basically going to be led by my circumstances. So that's where the intention comes in. You have to be intentional about setting up, you know, I have clients, I don't have time to do it. Well, you know, I'm not going to make you do it. I don't have a gun to your head. You know what I'm saying? But I'll tell you one thing, every time my clients go sideways, How's your morning routine? Well, I haven't done it in a little while. I mean, like, like mm-hmm. every single time. Yeah, I noticed that with myself too. And now just even talking to you, it's like, what was my intention going to sleep for my morning routine? And that slipped. Like, I haven't set the intention. I'm going to wake up this time and yep. do my morning routine and set the tone for the day. Exactly. But even, it goes back to intention and, and it takes a few minutes even the visualizing, you visualize in the morning. Now, just talking to you, I'm just like, I, sh- I need to do this at night to set my intention for when I wake up. Oh, yeah. No, I have all my clients do their scheduling the night before. Because look, we all wake up that morning and go, I don't feel like doing anything. And if you don't have your schedule in front of you, you probably won't. You're like, 
oh, I'm playing hooky today, right? And you're losing another day. You do it the night before, you're like safeguarding yourself for the next day, especially if you wake up like that, but you got this list looking in front of you, you know, you're more likely to do that, right? So, um, God, I was going to think of something else. I was thinking of something else while you're talking and I just got my ADD kicked in. So no, that's okay. Because you know, that this some, honestly, I struggle with my morning routine greatly. Uh, and yeah, the miracle morning is such a phenomenal book. I'm just going to honestly reread it because I, I need a refresher. It's on, it's on, it's on uh, it, you can watch it now. It's on Amazon. So oh, really? Wanna, yeah. It's on Amazon. You can rent it for like four ninety nine. So Okay. I encourage everybody to do that. And I, you know, people with kids or, or little older kids that would understand, it, I encourage everybody to do that because, you know, it is, you know, here's the thing. Tony Robbins, I think, is the one who said that people go to far greater lengths to avoid pain than to gain pleasure. Mm -hmm. Right. So think about it this way. When you don't do your morning routine, your day is going to be more painful. Sorry. It's, it's just going to be more challenging and more painful. So why would you not create time? to do that if you know that it's going to make your day easier. Mm -hmm. right? It's something Jay Shetty said something about like morning routine or morning meditation. And it's just like, it's like putting your armor on for the day. That's exactly what I, I usually use that yeah. word too. Like putting your armor and on. It's for, for you. It's that time is for me. It's for me to mentally, physically prepare and embody the day. So I can create what I want to create. Exactly. If not you, who's going to, nobody else is going to do it for you. You know, yeah. like that's the thing when you're younger, you got your parents, right. To make sure that all your needs are met and you're happy. And that's kind of the disconnect because all of a sudden, like my son just graduated a year early, he's 17 years old. And he's kind of like, and my heart goes out to him. All I want to do is cuddle him and go, don't worry. I'll take care of you for the rest of your life. You don't have to do anything except play video games. <laughs> no, seriously. There's a part of me that's just like, I'll buy you a house. I'll do that. I know I'd be doing him a disservice, but because I can see it in his eyes going, you know, we just, we just moved to a different place. He's had to let go of friends. Now he's working. God bless him. He's doing a great job. He's you know, wow. I mean, he's tired when he gets home and it's like, that part of your life, you know, we go from being taken care of to having to take care of ourselves. And if we don't take care of ourselves, it's just going to bleed out in every direction. So that's where the mind, body, spirit comes in too. You neglect any part of one of those three, because it is interconnected. It's like a three-legged stool. So you neglect one of them. What happens to a three-legged stool? You take one of the, 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 the legs out, it's going to fall down or you're going to put, yeah, or put way so much pressure on the other two legs. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and I, I love that you brought that up because that's something I, I did want to talk to you about, because in the military, I, I've noticed this with myself and people I served with that taking on that kind of stressors that we did. And, and it's common to anybody who, who has a high stress job or just entrepreneurs, anyone who is really working and challenging. Some part gets neglected. I feel like a lot of it is body. Or, or the physical and, and then the mind, the mindset with the physical and, and you've overcame uh, cancer, mm -hmm. which I really believe it's, it's a, it's a overcoming of the mindset that I'm dead, I'm dying or I'm sick. Now, if you can talk about that experience, because I feel for anyone to heal from any disease, that's where it starts. It's from the mindset of, I'm capable of healing. Mm -hmm. And that's when healing starts because the body, yeah, you, you could eat right, be healthy, 
But if you're in chronic stress or whatever, the body doesn't have opportunity to heal. So if you could talk a little bit about how you navigated through that. Sure. So going back to the mindset, we're always operating from one or two mindsets, fear or faith. Okay. So I had just finished my, my book, Fear Versus Faith, when I found it, when I was diagnosed with cancer. Now, I was completely saturated in a faith-based mindset. I just finished the book. It was actually with the editor and I had to pull it back because I wanted to add this part in my book. Now, if I, would be, if I was coming from a fear-based mindset, I would have done what my doctor told me to do, which was get radiation and then follow up with a drug called tamoxifen. All right. Didn't resonate with me. I was like, you know, this does not feel right. Now, if I was in fear, you, you do anything. But when you're in faith, you have really strong access to your intuition, which I always call like the whisper of God, your all knowing self. Just for like, this isn't, everybody thought I was nuts. Let, let's be honest here. Everybody really thought I was crazy. But having for taking that first step, feeling this doesn't feel right, then I was led to the next step which was three books that I read. One was Dr. Gundry's book. One was um, Dr. Robert O. Young's book, which is the alkaline diet. And then Suzanne Summer's book. And um, so I took a little bit of each. I went on the alkaline diet, got, you know, I started eating 80% alkaline foods. It just, it resonated with me because it made sense to me. Okay. And then Dr. Gundry's talking about, you can turn on, on and off your, your cancer cells. And, you know, funny that I was like led to these books not funny at all, because that's the way the universe works. They wanted me to have this information so I could be really strong in, in what my belief was. And then I looked up this drug called tamoxifen. The first sentence, it says it's a carcinogen. Well, you know, so why would I do that? And then I started reading, um, what's his name? Uh, oh gosh, he's um, all about alternative medicine. And he used to be, uh, oh, Kevin Trudeau's books. He used to be on Big Pharma. He used to be in those boardrooms where they'd say, well, this is going to cause major liver damage. And, he, and they'd say, well, yeah, but that'll be seven years from now and we'll have made our profit. And I started reading that stuff and I was like, whoa, this stuff is heavy, right? So I'll, anyway, long story short, I did not do that. I just went on alkaline uh, foods. I got the alkaline machine. And that was in 2011, and I've been cancer-free ever since then. And I didn't harm my body with the drug or the radiation. So, um, you know, you got to do your own research. And you know what? You can't do your own research unless you are coming from a faith-based mindset. When you're in fear, think about any decision you've made when you're in fear. It's not the right decision because that's not your natural state. Think of any child that comes in the world. They know exactly what they want. They're perfectly balanced mentally, physically, spiritually, because they haven't been touched yet by you can't do this or fear or anything like that, right? That's why they're in perfect balance. And you know what? That's what we're all really trying to get to, get back to that natural state, whether we know it or not. And, you know, if you understand that, first of all, then you're going to start taking actions to get back there because you know what? Sorry, we were not put on this planet to be miserable or to just exist through every day. And I think most people are doing that. I did that in a lot of my life. Just, I'm just getting through the day. Like, I mean, like the highlight of my day was getting into bed and watching TV at night. That was like the highlight of my day because at least I could watch other people soaring in their lives, whether it was fictional or non-fiction or whatever. But to me, it was like this escape. And, you know, the more entrenched and enthusiastic I get in my own life, I'm just like more interested in 
fulfilling my own life than watching other people fulfill their lives, if that makes sense. Absolutely makes sense. And I'm just, thank you for sharing that because it's something I resonate with, with disease in general. And it's kind of one of the reasons I, I do a lot of studies in nutrition and I'm going for uh, my nutrition degree is because of that. I yeah. believe in that medicine and not just poison and drugs that pharmaceuticals want to inject and pump people with because that the body heals. And the like, body heals and you get it. Yeah. You know what? Here's what, you know, here's what I found when I, when the, I, I actually I have said this before and people are like, what? That was a gift. Me getting cancer was a gift because it gave me an opportunity to make different choices. Okay. So cancer, any other disease, like you said, it's a disease. Your body's going, Hey, something's off. It doesn't have to be a death sentence. It's something is off, but we go, Oh my God, especially you hear the cancer word. Oh. And so we go and instead of saying, you know, how can I heal that? Yes. Like radiation, chemo, it kills the bad cancer cells, but it kills all the good stuff too. And what people don't realize is that People pass away maybe 10 years, 15 years later from complication of that, but they don't tie that together, that maybe it was that because it's so many years afterwards, right? And I just, you know, if you believe that our creator, God, whatever you want to say, okay, that created everything and that we're all part of that creator, we have the same abilities because the same energy is, is flowing through us. So if he can create the whole planet, Okay, we can certainly heal ourselves. And it's the belief in knowing that you can and then taking obviously the action to do that. I think that's huge because just the the C word alone initiates a fear response for most people. Oh yeah. It's probably the I, most feared word. Oh yeah. Cut it out. Cut it out. Get it yeah. out of me. Get it out of me. And there was, you know, there was a moment where I'd said, well, what about if you took both my breasts? And, you know, he was like, well, that's not really necessary. But yeah, it's true. And here's the thing, Musa, I want to, I want to say, address that, is that it, cutting out cancer will not prevent it from coming back. Now, I'm not a doctor, so don't quote me, but here's, here's what I, it's like a scab. It's like, it's, it's something that you're doing wrong. So you can cut it out, but it will come back if you don't change what caused it to begin with. Whether it's your thoughts, it's bad habits, eating, toxins, whatever it is, it's going to come back because it's trying to tell you don't do this anymore. People say, just cut it out. And then now, now it's back again. Well, did you do anything differently? This was an opportunity for growth, just like anything else, our health, our emotional health, our mental health, it's all an opportunity. So that's, I always tell people, you know, embrace your challenges. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to say they're not scary sometimes, but if you know that you will get through, the only reason it's put in your, in your path was so for you to become the best that you can be, the healthier you can be, the, the wiser you can be, the more emotionally stable you can be. That's what it's there for. So what most people, what we do, and I did it my, most of my life was I resisted it thinking that if I resist it, it's going to go away, right? I'm going to outfool this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to look at it. So it's not going to be there wrong. You know, because if it's a, a lesson that's meant for you, it's going to keep coming up, whether it's a different face, it's a different mask. As I say, it's still going to come up. It's nothing different than going through school. If you don't pass the test, you're not going to get to third grade. You're not going to get to the next grade. So you know, learn. And, 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 and while you're going through the pain and, the, and I'm not going to say there's not going to be pain involved, because, but 
think of it. I've, I've said this before. Think of it like a slingshot. The more that you're being pulled back, the more you're being stretched, the more you're like, I can't deal with this anymore. Think about a slingshot. The more you're being pulled back, the more you're going to be launched. So that's, that's the beauty. And that's how you, that's how I lean into challenges at this point. I go, you know what, if it's hurting this bad, man, I'm going to really land on, on, on a much better plateau when I'm done, but you can't stop like in between you have to like, you have to, you know, that that's another thing I talk about is people, they don't go all the way through their pain. They stop at the height and they go, I can't go and go anymore. And then they stop doing whatever they're doing. That should be just excelled to get to the other side. It's like being like in the middle of a tunnel. You can't see the other side, but you got got to keep going, believing that when you get to the other side, it's going to be amazing. No, I love it. And I love that we taught about pretty much every component of the, the three, right? The mind, the body, and spirit. And then the mind is crucial. The body responds and reacts body. and disease yeah. is just your body bells ringing, telling you something's wrong. And it's just an opportunity to look at that. And then faith, I think is the ultimate key to having strong spiritual life, which leads to having a healthier body and a healthier mind. And they're all connected. They're all connected. You know, and I think that that was the biggest turning point for this year. And that's why like, I achieved things this year that I just, I just, it still blows my mind. And the difference this year between last year or the year before was that I completely surrendered to God and the universe that like whatever's put in front of me, I can handle and I will handle because before it was like when everything was going great, I believed in God. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then things would not go well. And I'd be like, why is this happening to me? You know, you can't, you can't be pitiful and powerful at the same time. So I went, you know what, no matter what is put in my path, I know it's happening for a reason. I'm not going to pick and choose which ones I think are happening for a reason and the other ones aren't, you know, and that's really tough, usually with heartbreak for me, because, you know, I, my, I'm a pretty deep person and I've recently learned that um, letting go has been very hard for me. So I'm, I'm mastering that because you know what, again, it's all about allowing the energy flowing through you, you know, so if you are resisting, you're cutting off that energy. When you're cutting off that energy, you're going to be really restricted in what you can manifest in your life, whether it's love or it's money or whatever it is. So you've got to keep that energy, just keep flowing through you. And the best way that I found to do that is just going, whatever you got for me, I know you're there to help me. You wouldn't put it in front of me unless I could achieve this. Okay. It's not a cruel universe. It's really not. I mean, it's like, you know, it's there for you to take, but you have to learn these lessons and you have to keep practicing that. And then your life will become magical. It's not just for some, it's for everybody. And you know, I heard recently, and I'm sure most people have heard this. Don't be jealous. It was Joyce Meyer was listening this morning and listening to her a lot. And she was like, don't be jealous of people that, you know, look better than you at your age or have more money, unless you're willing to do what they did to get there, then you can't be jealous. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. And the, the people that are successful, whether it's personally, you know, financially, um, health wise, you know, they're not, they're not, they're proactive. They're not being passive about their life at all. I love it. And that just, you're a testament to that. You're a testament to, because you had faith during the obstacles and what great timing you had, you, that happened while you were writing your book. Oh I, yeah. I just feel like there's no coincidence. <laughs> there is no coincidence. It's, you know, I mean, just like 
when you think, why is this happening right now? You just, that's what I'm saying. Lean into it and go, I don't know why, but there's a power greater than me that knows why. Okay. And that's what, that's what I'm talking about. Surrender, surrendering, get out of your own way, out of your thoughts. You don't have to know all the answers. Just like I was saying, you know, like when you're, if you're building a business, you don't need to know all the, you know, just go with it. If it's in front of you, do the best you can with it. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I just appreciate you because everything you've done, everything you've went through and accomplished just gives permission to other people to do the same. Yeah. Gives hope to those people who may have similar diseases you or any disease to say, wow, I could fight this naturally and not poison myself and hope it goes away. Uh, and then if another book like Joe Dispenza talks about the placebo effect of drugs and, and those type of things. So that's really interesting. If you believe in drugs as a hardcore person, it might be necessary for some cases, not advising not to take drugs. Obviously. Right. But right. just having that. But do, you, but do your research yeah. first, right? Exactly. Don't just do what people tell you. I mean, we're not robots, you know. And, you know, Musa, you're, you, you, do, you do the same thing. That's why you do what you do. That's why you have your podcast, right? I mean, you're here to help people and everything that you've learned and you're in your journey. Right. And, um, I think that's sometimes that's why we're afraid to be really who we're meant to be. Like if, you know, when I first started my first show, um, I struggled with it. Um, because I'm like, I didn't want to be in front of a camera. I didn't, you know, I, I was like, I, I want to disappear most of my life and not even be seen. But once you have a calling that's put on your heart, which I knew this was my calling, you know, um, then I stepped into it. But um, I, I think a lot of people are like, why me? I don't, I don't want to, you know, I have most of my clients, they don't like to do videos. Do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like what I look like. Well, then do some things that you like, you know, it's going to change what you look like, right? Take care of your skin better. Take care of your sleep better, whatever it is, right? But um yeah, I think uh, it's 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 a big it's a big thing, but I think you know to step into your calling, it really is. But to recognize it and then step into it and just embrace it fully is, I, I believe the, the it's the whole reason we're we're here and to, and and taking that a step further, it's to be of service to other people. Absolutely, and I just again I want to thank you uh, for just taking your time and and oh. your, sharing your message because I really believe the most authentic gift someone can give is their self and their time. And you've done that here and you continue to do that outside with your podcast and all the coaching and everything else you do. Uh, and that's just a great, a great privilege for me to have you and a great privilege for everyone who gets to listen and to just keep shining your light because you make such a big difference, uh, especially just with your story and what you shared here. Uh, and I'm just extremely grateful to have you. Everyone, please follow Tina Marks. Her information is it's tagged into my details and the show notes following her on instagram her youtube channel her podcast just get more of her wisdom and her just great coaching for free on all her platforms and then reach out where's the best place that you prefer to be uh reached out to tina you could uh dm me on instagram it's tina marks m-a-r-x or you can shoot me an email tina marks again with an x tv is in television at gmail.com Okay, perfect. Thank you so much, Musa. It's always a pleasure seeing you. And thank you so much for having me as well and thank doing you. what you do. I'm really grateful for you. I'm grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you. 
That is all for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. If you found any value in this episode, someone you know will also. Please share, subscribe, leave a rating and review so we can reach more people, have a farther ripple and a larger impact. Stay grateful. I appreciate you. And remember, you are a conqueror.